Welcome to episode 11 with Alex Machine Richardson, the host with the most. Now, his, uh, his career, his presence is ubiquitous at this point in esports. He's on every major desk, it would seem, in Counter-Strike. He's made his way over to the international and Dota scene um, due to the fact that he's bloody good at what he does. And uh, you can see him doing loser interviews there at the upcoming international, as he was doing at the previous one. And he's got a very impressive career. He's also a pretty nice guy. And uh, we sat down and had a very organic conversation, we grabbed a few cocktails, and you know, normally I would say, you know, we went through this topic and this topic, but it was quite meandering. And I think that was sort of the point. We wanted just to have a, a, a conversation, your two mates at the bar type thing going on. And you know, we talked about, we did talk about esports in general. And so I mean, we went uh, deeper into sort of how it's affected our lives and, you know, how our careers have become what they are. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We also experimented with having a different ambience instead of the dead, silent, soulless ambience of a hotel room, I took to the bar, as mentioned, and I really wanted to run the audio setup that I have through its paces and see how it handled a loud environment, because it's supposed to be able to do that. So um, it uh, sounded great on the headphones when we were recording, and I think it came out fairly well. Uh, let me know what you think. Either way, it was a fantastic conversation. I can't wait to sit down with Alex again. Hope you enjoy it. All right, I've got Alex Messine Richardson sat across this uh, this little, Where are we little table. We are in the Lowe's Hotel. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Who, show, who show is this? Sorry, sorry. Who, who show in, is this? I'm in host mode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> go, 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 go. Right, yes. Um, so, yeah, we are in the Lowe's Hotel. That's where we're staying. We're doing E-League Premier. Premier? How do they say it in America? I say Americas. Premier. Pre yeah, that's the British way. Pre Premier. Because they keep saying in my ear, they go Premier. like... Premier. Okay, we're, we're live with the E-League Premier. Your... Premier. Pr pr premier. 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 That's what premier. they say, right? It's like double E. It's yeah, weird, isn't it? Right. It's, not, it's not... Yeah, it's weird. It sounds like maybe what you would call like the the kind of apex pr of premier. a group of meerkats, you know, the, the premier. You the know, premier. He's, he's, he's in charge, like if the prime minister... Yeah. You, uh, minister, you can hear David Attenborough kind of going like, and here we see the African premier famed for its scavenging. You know, I can see you that. You have sold me. That's that, yeah. I, I was not doubting that for a second. Thank so. you so much. Well... Uh, yeah, so we just did uh, another long day. It's only two best of threes that we're doing, but it takes about a good 10, 12 yeah, hours. Me and Jason were talking about this. Why did that take so long? Every day it's like a 12, 14-hour day, but we're doing two best of threes. It's mental, isn't it? But how? I guess we start late, quote-unquote yeah. late. It is It is a late start. But but that makes no difference. Hang on, what am I talking about? Well, okay, hang on. So we started, we, did, we got there at 11.30, did a production meeting at 12, started the broadcast at 1.00. No, we're live at two. Live at two. Nice one, Dan. You, what are you doing? I'm a melon. I'm a big old melon. <laughs> so yeah, live at two, and then the first game's live by like 2.30, and somehow we finish at 8.30. Yeah, I guess that sounds about right, actually. Two best of threes, two maps Yeah. each, though. That was a stomp. Imagine if we'd had three maps each. We yeah. did have overtime. We still haven't had a full, like, yeah. three map, three maps. That's we, true. Yeah, no, no, we haven't. Right, okay, so... So how does this work? Yeah, so uh, first of all, you know, we need to you know, set the scene. So we're in the hotel... And um, I decided to do this in this noisy atmosphere because the equipment allows us to do so. So we've, we've got ambience, not just this eerie silence, you know, like we're in a, you know, well, well, like you are in a hotel room, which is yeah. what we would otherwise we could We could have done that. But I mean, yeah. I like that I've got my nice, what did you give me? Yes. Sweetwater IPA. 
be sure to sponsor us next week. <laughs> so t- tell me about, uh, you know, why, why did you choose this drink? Well, I mean, I was upset because they didn't have the Terrapin, which is this local one the bartender was selling me on when I first arrived. And it's amazing. It's called Terrapin. If you're, uh, if you're in the Georgia area, try Terrapin. That was lovely. Oh. Uh, but now, of course, it's out because it's so amazing. And so I've been forced to a second choice here. But it's got a pretty fish on the bottle, so I'm not complaining. Look, you can take a look. Oh, lovely, yeah. Isn't that gorgeous? That is very nice. It reminds me of this uh, this Japanese thing I once saw. This, uh, I think... Um, no, no, that's, 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 not good. that's not good there, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, I'll sell it to you. This mammoth IPA is dry hopped to the gills. Do you see the fish? They're doing a uh, thing. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll give, give the, view, the listeners a hint. Um, there's, this, there's this funny thing in Japanese cu- culture, and it's, um, I think it's entitled The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. Okay. So you can Google that at your own discretion. Well, I can Google and, it right now. And that's uh, somewhat risky, but either way, so, so tell me about my drink. Because you've, 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 yeah. had, you've had it, you understand you what's weirdo. going on. Okay, so Dan is currently sitting here drinking a, and he said it's, it was so funny the first time he explained <laughs> it to me. It was called the, what did you call it? Dry, skinny, no. spicy marg. Skinny, spicy marg. Skinny, excuse me, the order was wrong. Skinny, spicy margarita yeah. is what he is putting inside his body. And yeah. it is, it's not like, you know, pretentious spicy. It's straight up, they've chopped up jalapenos and put it in a margarita. Yep. It's Basically. so odd. It's the weirdest flavor experience I've ever had. It's quite nice. It's like a, it's it's not it's, it's skinny, so it's like more lime juice and stuff. So it's not like super sweet. So it's just you know a little bit sweet, and then you get the kick. Yeah, it's nice for one yeah. mouthful, but the fact that I was faced with a whole one in front of me was rather intimidating. Yeah. Well, I suppose enough about drinks. We can get <laughs> uh, back to esports. So, sure. right. So I think it's really interesting. Um, just sort of talking about your your career in general because you. I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you never intended to be a host, right? No, and, God no. And I feel as though there's been a crisis of there's a crisis of security for talent in esports in general. But you've actually landed in a position that's very, uh, very diverse. Whereas, but at the same time, you can still be uh, the best at what you're doing and very clear. Like you, you, for example, let's say if you're very diverse, you're doing you know gaming stuff as talent. You could be at this booth or that booth, but but no, you're actually um, one of the most. Sort of, premiere host premiere in the business oh, so thank you so you're not only are you diverse you're also in demand so you have arguably you know great security so you know how so would you still want to go back to commentary or do you do you have you fallen in love with the hosting thing now how does it feel for you oh my goodness there are so many questions that i so many ways i can take this but yeah i think i am i'm in a very strange space right now at least mentally with my with my job because i agree i definitely have the luxury of more stability by no means a guarantee i am still a freelancer and i could still i don't know somehow upset the wrong person and there goes 70 percent of my income like (laughs) it's still it's still in that stage (laughs) but um but i could definitely i definitely feel like that i do have a flexibility that others perhaps do not and i think they're certainly aware of that that people are trying to diversify but i think for me like it's (laughs) i I don't it's not about the the jobs and the and the money it's more about like I, I really miss commentating <laughs> really so very badly um, and I think I've, I've expressed this a couple of times this year that I do really want to kind of have my opportunity to go back to commentary should we try to kick James off the well <laughs> no sorry we can get James onto the desk yeah hosting but that and, is the uh, thing is, cause so, <laughs> so I, I really enjoy hosting I love that I get to like sit down with 
you know, Yanko and Chat. I mean, we tour the world. I, I, I definitely could use some diversity with the panel we, when we are getting that. It's been great here at E-League just getting to like, I get to just probe Anders' brain for a second. That's, that's cool. And in, a, in and out experience, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real experience. Um, but yeah, I do. I really miss commentary, but I also, I feel like I've, I've been, albeit not necessarily by my own pursuit, I've been doing so much hosting. I feel like I've got a very good grasp of what need, you know what needs to be used when, how to do, like how to approach various different red panic buttons and to kind of smooth things over. So it would be really hard for me to sit back and watch someone do it worse. Yeah, no, I yes. So I'm I, in a yeah, really yeah. weird place where I'd love to commentate, and I really um, I would if you are interested in hosting esports desks, whoever's listening to this, by all means, ply your trade, get good. And I will push you and give you the job. <laughs> I, I will give you my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's only because I would love to just have a, a like, you know, have just give me one, two, or three events. Like I don't, I don't need the whole thing, Dan. I just want a couple. Yeah, I just I want a couple of opportunities to tell the story that I want to tell. Like I'm so envious of you. You know, like when we watch those hype moments and I hear you like that cold moment. You know, and I just sit there and I'm like, and it's not just about the big moments, but it is, a, a, you know, a real nice spike where you get that opportunity to truly you can make that moment memorable. Sure, the play help, certainly helps, but it is the immortal line that follows it as well, right? And to be able to, for your, like, your quick wit, whatever it may be, to become part and parcel of that moment, you don't get that as a desk host, and I do yeah, miss yeah. that. I miss that. It does, you, do, you definitely, there is, um, when you're a commentator, you feel very connected to the experience as, and, and you, are, you are the only person outside of the players that has this direct connection to it, which is, yeah, it's definitely a special a special thing. Um, but as you say, like there's there's all these these trade-offs, and and I think it's interesting too. You know, you mentioned you know I don't have to take all the gigs, and I think that that's really interesting because you know the players recently unionized, and you know in, we haven't done that in Counter Strike. Um, there was people have tried. The, yeah, it was a kind of a confusing mess of an attempt that was one thing and another thing, and it wasn't quite anything at the same time, and it sort of just failed, I suppose, in both categories and. And we're still in this position where, you know, you know, at the same time, like agents don't really make sense either, because why would you uh, pay somebody, you know, a, a cut of your fee to negotiate with people that you already know and negotiate with and have relationships with in a very niche field? So, so then you have like this, this also this paranoia of, of lack of security and how long is Counter Strike going to be around for? I've got to do every single job, and so then you're you are doing every, every job, and then you're on the fast path to burnout and yeah, you know your quality of life there. is is problematic and so there's all these different kinds of problems you know wh where would you start in in fixing them or what is the worst sort of issue Ooh, for you do fantastic you think fantastic question i mean so so the first part the, the first bit i'll tackle is the the burnout and the you have to take every job because i as much as i as much as i am confident in my own ability and as much as I encourage others to try and, and, and you know, uh, climb the, the esports talent rankings, absolutely. I do, I still have that mindset of if I don't do it, someone else will. And, you know, whether they're cheaper than me or whether they actually are better than me, whichever it may be, you know, I, everyone's going to be paranoid of, you know, losing something that they had. And I think I definitely have that in the sense of, I, that, that's, every freelancer in the world has probably experienced that idea of if I don't do it, someone else will. And I think that that's probably the the biggest the biggest problem that's driving us all to partial insanity you i don't know how you do it dan you seem to have quite a comfortable balance like you you do do freelance gig this is a freelance gig but you're also under that face it banner and so you do i feel like you've got a nice work-life balance at least from the outside in and i've just turned it around to you i'm just hosting again yeah God no, damn it. It. 
or maybe it's just a conversation, which is fine. I mean, this this is this is conversational. It's cool. Yeah. Um, no, no but, it's it's. And I how, think how would I fix it? I couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> like, I mean, I have an agent right now, and and the idea the, the idea behind the, me pursuing that agent when they when they came to me was like, they would they would do all of the the chaos that I wouldn't have to deal with. The idea of you know exchanging emails with sponsors and working out all the, the you know the finicky details and and they have done that and and occasionally give bringing me a gig that I otherwise wouldn't have had that's great and it helps it helps me kind of stay diverse but uh, yeah it's we it's still not perfect and I don't think we have found a perfect stance for us it's yeah it's it's such a weird space because like you say as well it's the way I put it sometimes is it depends on like how you feel when you get up each morning some mornings you feel like you have the paranoia sets in it's like esports could you know die in a year or you, you don't know. believe that do you uh well i don't believe esports could die in a year but i do believe that you know maybe something could come along and suddenly okay counter strike won't die but maybe the market value has died a lot or for example let's say you know, just just to throw it out there you know let's say you know fortnite comes along and it's more of an esportsy type thing it's and it somehow it's very popular investors are going to put their money there first most likely sure. uh, the bigger investors so perhaps the market value drops and all of a sudden you're not worth as much and how transferable is is what you have to another game and in some cases as a commentator you know it's it's might be easy, easy to jump just because of you know your reputation maybe for example like with overwatch we had yeah, similar similar jump across and monty and doa and like you know of course you know golden boy and like all these guys that uh, you know weren't obviously known in overwatch but they they were known for their craft but you know at, at the same token there will be people it's, it's not a guaranteed it's not a guaranteed thing and and so you know i spent let's say you know five years six years doing you know quake and cs and quake is it doesn't. I don't really make any money from Quake. There's there's maybe one event a year, two events. I'm lucky. Quake Champions is out, but that's a bit sketchy, uh, seemingly at the moment. So so then you know if Counter Strike disappears and all I spent all this, these years plying this craft and loving but, it, and then what am I left with? Okay, you would be a fool to think that the skills you're honing here are not transferable. I think for sure. Like as in that you, what people don't necessarily realize whether and why I say people, I don't necessarily just mean the general public. I mean us as well. I don't think we necessarily realize that we are getting a lifetime of broadcast experience, very diverse broadcast experience. Every different scenario we handle, every different country we visit, every different studio, every different crew, every different rundown, everything is different. And I think that, you know, I think we often surprise when we meet mainstream media, I think that we often surprise with our, you know, our ability to react our ability to to fill to freelance to, to excuse me freestyle i think that we can we're very much camera ready uh, a lot of us I, and i think that you know if anything i do think that things are going to turn around on their head a bit and you know we the lessons we've learned will be something that we can teach to others i, I don't i don't think it's going to be a case of what we're being <laughs> left behind i think you'd be surprised by how much you've learned over your course of just being a nerd talking about video games and accidentally making it big and that's that's the the uh sometimes the other that's way the that you other feel voice. yes yes, yes. <laughs> i just so did the other voice yes you did exactly so you nailed it <laughs> um so and and so because and one of the reasons why the paranoia you know that voice you know the devil in your shoulder is, yeah. is there sometimes it's just because i think you know we've been, we've all been around for so very long and before esports was called esports we were around when it, it was just rife with scam artists and i'm sure you know there are there will always be scam artists but it was to the tune of of, of not get like massive events like you know imagine if 
if you know an e-league didn't pay out their prize pool to the to the teams that won the yeah. tournament like that kind of level where your your you know your premier premier excuse me a theme isn't oh, it God tournaments uh, tos are not paying out prize money or you have people coming along you know promising the world and delivering nothing and and there was that happens so often so i think there's a level of jadedness from some of those past experiences but esports is a very different thing and it's becoming so incredibly like gaming so ubiquitous now mm. having 10 year old girls just like talking about Fortnite, like what's what's and happening that's so cool it is like, really cool like, yeah honestly the fact is that when i was at university university which was not long ago i mean what when did i graduate 2014 four years ago yeah that sounds about right when i was at university those three years i having a gaming pc was still like a unique thing like as in i probably made three friends at university and i've you know you meet thousands hundreds of people uh throughout your university years that were like gamers and had gaming pcs and i reckon if we went to the same campus now i wouldn't be surprised if you know everyone was talking about a Fortnite or a you know counter-strike or league of legends and or dota you, you name it there's probably a fan base there and quite a, a considerably larger one than when i was there and that's in that's in a very small space of time i think that's so cool and it shows that the, the interest has always been there it's just been a question of showing them it I think Fortnite's done wonders, wonders for yeah. uh, like for us. Like, excuse me. It sounds like people. I think people assume that we would be super like, ah, oh no, new game. They're gonna steal our viewers. <laughs> and it's like, in my mind, it's completely the opposite. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. Like the fact that my mum is like asking me about Fortnite and what it is. She knew about Counter Strike because of me. She didn't. I have certainly not told her about Fortnite. I mean, that's saying something. It's no, it's really funny because I, I agree. We're we're all sort of sitting behind closed doors sort of you know like the burn like mr burns from the simpsons sort of doing this like excellent. thing with our yeah excellent like with our clasped hands and fingers and so on and just you know looking at this and thinking all these people now they have to listen <laughs> now they can't <laughs> ignore us anymore what? What? that makes us sound like some sort of like cult <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no i just think that means that you know once they kind of looking at fortnite and they end up on twitch for the first time they're like oh twitch is is cool hmm Oh, I'll go watch that ninja guy. I've heard things about him. Yeah, and yeah, they watch yeah. him, and then in the related bar, there's a E League premiere, and they can see like, like oh, hundreds of th hundred thousand people are watching that. Let me just see what what this is. You click it, and suddenly you're thrown into the Counter Strike world, you know, head first. And maybe ten percent of the people that go on that adventure they stick around. I'm not complaining. I think it's fantastic. It's m new eyeballs. Can you imagine just? Can you, I mean, obviously, like, it's very difficult for us. But can you imagine for a second, like, um, people who have been sort of conditioned, that, I suppose maybe, you know, a few older generations than us, being conditioned to consume media through television and then, and then doing that journey discovery and being like, whoa, then the other things I've seen on, on this, like, in this kind of format that are live are, you know, cam shows or something like that. You know, you're, like, <laughs> thrust into, you know, not um, live Jasmine, but it's actually instead, you know, <laughs> just a directory of of um, people playing video games. And, 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 it, and the funny thing is that it's come up so many times and everyone's like, oh, how do, how do you enjoy watching someone else play video games? And it's I so funny how that obvious the answer is. It's right? so easy. Yeah. And every time they just, okay, should we say you, it at the you, same you time? You do the honors, you do the honors, okay. Should we say it at the same time? You ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Sports. People like football. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I did it one word. I gave, I, yeah. I gave him a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, you go and kick the ball around at the park with your friends and then you go home and you watch how the, the people that are paid to do it do it. 
It's yep. exactly the same. There is no nothing different there, apart from the fact that you're at a park and they can do it at home. But you know, like you know uh, where it comes from though. It's it's that they have this conception that the video game. Well, it's it's the ignorance of what a video game is and can be, really, because it's not foreseen as something that is competitive or has competitive value or has skill value, and it's a an outdated or outmoded version of and their understanding of what a sport is and can be. And I think that's one of the great things about esports and gaming in particular is that esports is at the pinnacle of showing the value that, that can be returned to a human being through a gaming experience. Because competition is so, like every single human being can relate to it. And it's so valuable for self-improvement and self-development. And I, and I completely agree. And I also think that and uh, there's so many landmines I can step on with this path, but I'm going to be yes. very, very, I'm just going to scrape the surface here. I consider it very inclusive in the, in the sense that, yep. yeah, and before I, people start getting their keyboards out, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> I do thoroughly believe that, I mean, you know, in, in the branch of sports or in the branch of competition in general, in the branch of community, meeting people, being able to work together as a team and to achieve a common goal and to do it in a fun way and to do it meet new people esports gives you that without any of the barriers that sports does like truly like absolutely there are separate barriers that esports have that other sports have a, you know much less and I, I agree but I do I, from the you know from the bare bones the fact that you can like I have as a 17 year old British kid hung out with you know, some people twice my age who I have really clear common interests with and thoroughly enjoy their company. I've gone to their weddings. I've had the opportunity to play with people in Sweden to bloody Serbia. Sitting in my sitting in my bedroom, still trying to work out who, who I am. But I'm meeting meeting these people from around the world, and we're working together and practicing. And I mean, that's crazy. And I think that's beautiful. It it's uh, immediately thrust upon you this sense of a bigger world because instead yes. of being in your school where you know you have this small circle instead like like for me i, I remember distinctly my sort of first gaming friend when i was like how old probably like 11 or so yeah, that sounds about right. playing diablo too and uh, it's like this german kid he's teaching me german and i had a very hard time um you know growing up and, and i'd moved around a lot in school and then i didn't feel included included to anything and i couldn't relate to any kids at school so to find people that were just really interesting and, and from different countries and all that kind of stuff was really valuable and also the competition when i got hooked on that that gave me that helped my self-esteem massively because I was I was earning skill and you were and good at something. Yeah, and it, it and it's something that if you, if you like you know you know the the time old tale of if you're good at something you know then as a kid if you're good at something just put, if you're having fun whatever you do don't stop doing it right like as in if you're having fun it's not going to kill you keep doing it because I think that it's whatever it is is going to be crucial for your self-development. I think it's the same for games as long as you're not you know taking it to the extreme but that's with everything that's with everything yeah. if, oh know, of course yeah like i mean if you're a 13 year old kid who's trying to bench press 200 kilos every day then that's still a problem you know as your bones are still going to snap bro you know like it's like the famous bill bill hicks quote about drugs when he was saying the, it's just like the perception in the media is is so incredibly negative and so and it's just you know why why is it always painted that way you know it's obviously it has you know, I mean, I don't want to get too political with this, um, talking about policy and ideology and so on. But but the, the, the fact of the matter is, it, as you say, like if you take anything to an extreme, it is it is misleading and damaging. Ultimately, you don't yeah. there's you know you're you're being afraid as opposed to being open-minded and, and intellectually honest. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more in the t in the idea of taking anything to the extreme. I think we jump to the extreme so very much 
specifically around esports and mainstream media coverage, but just in general, I think that 2018 has been the year of jumping to extremes or only showing the extreme of any topic, of any mm. stance, of any uh, discussion. And, it's, and one thing that I find absolutely fascinating too about all of this, and you sort of already touched on it ever so slightly, is you know you said inclusive and, and i think accessibility is really interesting now because it used to be the case that you know obviously computers super expensive internet connections really expensive infrastructure for all of that was very uh, difficult but these days actually it's kind of the reverse an internet connection is required you know having access to a computer is required esports games when they're developed have in mind like you know league of legends was the first one we want to have as many people playing this as possible so we want to make the requirements very limited as to what you need from a pc yeah. and then all of a sudden anybody poor rich like doesn't matter your skill does the talking and and you can just Ooh, that's you can just jump in there and it's like and in that way it's like football which is and that's one of the reasons why football is amazing you need a ball and whatever that like four Some things sweatshirts to be a goalposts yeah. absolutely and that and it's be, and it's kind of similar almost now we're going through this like revolution um, of, of uh, technology because you're right and it was quite kind of a very big barrier to entry when I, when we were growing up and we were doing esports we were evidently fortunate enough to have either a job of our own or supportive parents in order to let our passion for esports start so young right because it was expensive I'm pretty sure my first gaming yeah. PC. Was must have been what like 800 900 pounds for a 13 year old yeah, kid yeah. like geez but i'm pretty sure i worked the entire summer for that and my parents covered half so i did yeah. like yeah it was like a, a 50 50 type job and that's just because i was playing on this cruddy pc and i was really angry i couldn't play team fortress 2 oh yeah, yeah tf2 <laughs> was just made my pc blow up so i was really happy the first thing i did installed tf2 but um yeah and now i don't i i haven't looked into it but i'm pretty sure a lot of these esports titles, like the ones that tip my tongue are League of Legends, Dota, I don't know Fortnite's requirements. CS perhaps is still at the higher end of the spectrum. But, you know, these mobile games are taking off. I, I love that there's a, a Arena of Valor, me and Henry are obsessed. Everyone has a smartphone and that's a MOBA with all of the same bells and whistles of strategy and communication, quote unquote, <laughs> that you need to, to have an esport. I think that's, that's the next step, Dan. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> mobile esports. I'm sure you've had it 900 times. I, yeah, reckon, yeah. I reckon they're going to take over the world. It's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. Honestly, like, it, I mean, that already had my head spinning, like where that could be going. And then, then the phenomena of Fortnite, which only just had its first birthday very recently. You're kidding me. Yeah, I th it's I'm already a year old. I thought it was, was like this was like two months in. Yeah, it's like a couple. I think it was a couple of days ago. I had this. I think I saw a tweet saying it's the wow. first birthday and. And, and that, that like, the, how ubiquitous that is, I'm already like, whoa, what the hell's going on? Um, and that's, uh, that's something to dissect. And, and I, would love to, I would love to hear theories as to how this has happened. Because I, I, I do wonder if there's any parallel whatsoever somehow with South Korea and StarCraft when that exploded. Because wow, I just heard South Korea. I was like, where is he possibly <laughs> going with this? Because uh, for those of you that, that don't know, in, in South Korea, StarCraft quickly became the national sport in a period of time in which gaming wasn't really that big of a thing especially esports that was not a thing at all but in south korea as early as 2000 it was in every sort of pc uh, gaming PC cafe bang, pc right? bang as they call it and and then it quickly became the the national sport sponsored by banks all the non-endemics were putting money into it if you're a, if you, if you're a, a professional player you're as famous as david beckham would be in the uk it's so i wonder if there's something like 
because that is very hard to explain how that just like all the you know stars aligned to create that do you have a theory how, how does fortnite get get all this popularity it was overnight ninja's got 300k viewers and i'm like i had no I idea i had no idea who he was i don't yeah no 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 i think i saw a couple of twitter clips that was basically how i got my first um taste of it but i think for me my theory is that it was it was free and they nailed the release like they truly epic games like couple of swings and misses in their in their timeline but this one was so so perfect <laughs> it's a good swing to get correct yeah wow. because what they did like so they've made a free game they've made it non-violent to the extent where you know there's no bloodshed from my from, from the top of my head i don't think there's bloodshed no, already it's a you know cartoon aesthetic the parents aren't you know opposed to it's a simple game that has a very clear time span like i mean like 25 minutes max so that like already i've just deleted like 20 parental complaints <laughs> you know like they're just gone yeah. you know it's yeah. quick like they can do one before dinner and they can get off you know it's not one of those it's not mum it's matchmaking 90 minutes or I'm raiding mum it'll, it'll give me 12 hours you know it's stop liking me yeah, right, right, <laughs> well, this, I literally just described two think, conversations I had with my parents regularly um, no so it's got rid of all of those and free to play so immediately anyone can run it then they push out to consoles I would love another one of these thank you so much Sorry, the waitress came over in the middle of our conversation. Yeah. Where was I? So, yeah, it's free. It's everything else. And they just immediately push to consoles. Like, as soon as it's starting to get a bit of traction, boom, everyone can play it. Like, because not, not everyone has a gaming PC. But just as it's pe people are starting to take an interest, install it now. It's on, your, it's on your console when you get home from school. And they did. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And the amazing thing about that is what it, what it tells you. Because... It always blew my mind. There's always been so many um, arguments floating around in the communities in the past where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, what World of Warcraft's killing this game or this game. Like, you know, people just don't want to play arcade FPS anymore, you know, this, that, or the other. Yeah. And people, you know, just trying to, I mean, it's effectively people are being outcome-oriented in, in saying, you know, this has happened. So what was that word? Outcome-oriented. So That's not a real word. Out, outcome-oriented. Oh, outcome-oriented. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> I talk about it a lot too, so <laughs> I hope it's a word. No, it is. So I just heard like, Outcome-oriented. And I'm like, outcome-oriented. Outcome-oriented. Disestablishmentarianism. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Anti and, oh, Mr. Okay. Yeah. Outcome-orientated. Um, yeah, so, and, and they were doing so and, and, and just saying, okay, well, no one is playing these games, so that must mean that they're not popular anymore. And, you know, we have to blame the MOBAs. We have to blame this, that, the other. And in reality, like, we just look at Fortnite, and you can really see that everyone, it, people were primed and ready to, for, for something for something to come along. It didn't have to be Fortnite, it could have been something else. But as you say, it has to reach certain criteria to to delete the parental complaints and be accessible and all this, that, and the other. And and uh, Epic managed to nail that, and I'm sure they're very surprised, but... I'm but, sure they're uh, not complaining. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, it's... And now they have the lofty task of of returning the favor and growing growing gaming, growing esports. And that's a, that's a pretty big responsibility. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a huge amount of pressure now on their shoulders. I mean, I, I, th I find it in, so interesting to see, see. What was the magic number they announced? 100 mil? Yeah, was it 100 mil? Yeah, and that was what, a third of what they make in a month on like the oh, yeah. Android not, client or something or the iOS client. That. Yeah, so, <laughs> so 100 million is a very scary number for, big you one. Know, for all of us who sit like we're, I mean, I still am flabbergasted when I introdu introduce the E-League show and I say $1 million for this yeah. this event like that's yeah. crazy numbers and they just announced 100 mil but when you add context to that I think it's actually very interesting because have you seen how they're doing it I, 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 bearing in mind this is from a very external perspective so yeah, if there's yeah, a yeah. Fortnite fan listening I apologise if I get this wrong but what it seems to me is that they, they are planning on distributing this 
in a very small increments, but to the mass as opposed to the, the select few, which I think is a fantastic idea. It's bloody smart. It's bloody smart. It's, it's really what it, Dan, smart. To, to over-British it, it's bloody smart. It's bloody good, isn't it? Isn't it? It <laughs> it's really bloody is brilliant. because now everyone gets a taste. And if you come to your mum and you say, hey, mum, I, I got £25 this, this weekend playing that game I enjoy with Tommy down the road. And they go, excuse me? And then they take an interest and they're, in, and they're intrigued. And, and it's like it, it just it helps engage everyone and it gives everyone a taste of the esports <laughs> yeah. vibe without throwing 100 million at some streamer who's already a millionaire you know exactly that's 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 such a big deal it really is and i mean we've, we've had so many stories where the doubting parents have been convinced by by the dollar science or the oh I, in counter-strike in particular yeah dude, yeah happened so to many. me as well actually Did you have the same thing uh because i mean back in the days with quake i mean i, I signed i signed a contract with dignitas in 2005 to play quake can i get another one too please all right sorry another <laughs> drink as well um so um, right, and there was this. It's amazing. This this website appeared. Um, it's called Prize Fight, and do you remember it? No. It's, it, it it came up and disappeared as quickly as it came. But interestingly, what their idea was that they would have, um, you know, you would sign on and you would put money in, and then you'd put the money online to play sort of a round of like FFA or something in Quake. And Quake mm. was the game that they used. Oh my goodness! And I was just you know rubbing my hands together because at the time I was you were I was, good. I was the best in the UK. It was only. You is only available. To, well, I was I was like, I was, it was me, two goods, and like one and then uh, two other people that were like able to basically win that money. Just consistently. the names for me, so I can. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued. Can, do you have the names at the top? Uh, of your head? So me, two good, Deus, um, Storm. Okay. Um, and maybe a couple others, but but we were the, probably the main contenders. Cool. Um, so, and it was FFA as well. So. It wasn't as though it was like a jewel or something like that. It was pretty easy for any of us to win it. But the, but the thing is, is that we could consist. We were all consistently winning and making massive bank on it, right. uh, because Prizefight were also putting money into it, the pools as well. So I was like, you know, I took home like you know a thousand pounds, you know, in a in a, a few short weeks, and I was like, this is amazing. But then obviously after three months, they shut down yeah. <laughs> because they weren't making any no, money. No, but you, that was enough for your parents, I imagine, yeah. just to uh, see that there's something here. Absolutely, like it just just that that was like a really big deal, and and just having a, a monetary a reward for all the time and effort that you put in, as, as opposed to just being able to you know take take the self worth from it, because that was important for me too, the self worth. You know, I felt like I had something that I'd never I'd, considered I'd, that I'd work for, and I was I, I I mean moving around a lot and not relating to people, it was it, it like really made me confident because I always knew you know no matter what like I picked this thing, and I've actually achieved stuff in it, and it really. It honestly gave me a lot of confidence when I was very socially awkward and very, like, I, I was not confident around anybody because I had, again, like, just moving around. I went to, like, seven or eight different schools. Jesus. And, you know, it was, it's, it's pretty difficult. But that, it saved me in many ways. So um, I have a question for you, actually. So we're talking about the times when we used to game and, and the times when, you know, we used to have fun. And obviously, the, the irony of working in esports is that you don't get to really play as, as much as you'd like or if any at all. Um, wh like, what are you giving up? in esports or, or you know we talked about the crazy schedules you know what, what would you like to be doing it could be playing or, or whatever it is but what do you think you've compromised on or sacrificed in this journey oh I mean I think I'm plenty of things um, oh my goodness I something that's so, really so yeah so, so short term it is just those the gaming I, I like I thoroughly missed it like my laptop just, just broke right and what I found myself is doing is, is like I'm craving so what I would do is and it's not nothing extravagant I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft 
and it's nothing like it's not like I'm doing mythic raiding. I'm not doing anything crazy, but it's just I log in and I usually get like three or four of my friends. I've got I've, I've, I raid with a Swedish guild, so I just hang out with these Swedish guys. We do some like messing around in a dungeon for like it's literally like sixty minutes, sixty minutes. But it's so therapeutic to, for me, and I don't know why. It just feels like a real which nice guild, by the way. It's not a good one. Don't worry. Okay, because I, I know the most famous one, but I, I can't remember it right now off the top yeah. of my head. Well, again. you mean like Kungan and the guys. Method? You're talking about Method? Oh. Or Kungan's Guild, which was... I don't think they're still together. Oh, bloody hell. It's really annoying. Because I... Cause Serenity I, now. No, it's like it was the first one that took down the next year, I think. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. You're talking Vanilla. No, I'm, Yeah. Yeah. No, Blood, no, bloody Vanilla. A, bloody long time ago. <laughs> I started oh Burning But anyway, so that's wild. But, you know... Just, just general escapism gaming, and it's yeah, not, and yeah. it's not always a bad thing. I think it's always painted in a bad light. To be, escapism is always painted in a bad light. I, for me, hell no. I could be having a really good day, but I still crave that ninety minutes escape. It's just so nice just to have your brain completely switched off, and it's certainly not a drug. You know, it's. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like you, again, people they're like, oh, you, you know, it could be, you know, it's addictive. It's like, well, every, so many things can be addictive. Drinking is addictive. You could be addicted to running, dude. Running I mean, it's, sure, it's good for you, but you can be addicted to anything. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing is that if you want to boil it right down, human beings work on based on reward systems, and you just want to have a good balance between the stuff that is like instantly rewarding, input but not, output. Yeah, and and the stuff that actually is is more long term meaningful. So. But go, sorry, sorry to carry ahead, on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I get the gaming <laughs> itself, but also I mean I think I've sacrificed a lot of friendships. I think is is actually that's, a really sad realization. That's a big one, yeah. But I truly believe like because it's so good, and you also have that that thing in the back of your head of I don't know how long this is going to last, and it's so much fun, and it's something you you have passion for, and you and you're working with good people, and it's you're seeing the world. It's so easy to put friendships on the back burner, and I 100% have done that. Like, I think a really good example of it. Of course, I don't want to start talk doing my life story, but a good a good example of how I put friendships in the back burner was I actively tried to reconnect with some of my closest friends from home by uh, moving. I moved from Germany when I went freelance. I could have lived anywhere. I chose to move back to London. Well, back to London. I never lived there. Moved to London and actually live with some of my closest friends from from home from when I was at school. And it was supposed to be awesome. And it, and it was uh, when I was home, but the reality was is I was never there. So I was just, I was that, that roommate that came, said hello, had a cup of tea and caught up and then packed a new suitcase and left. And I never really got that connection that I was lo- looking for. And, and you, do, you just don't see them. And every time you talk about it, like, you know, you have a little sit down, it's always like, yeah, dude, you should keep going, keep grinding. But I, I, these, are, these are people I don't have, I have such a lesser connection with now, which is actually kind of sad. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming home at 5 p.m. and having a pint in the beer garden on the way home. I'm not that guy, and I'd love to be at times. I try crave that at times, but also I'm doing something that 20 people in the world are doing. So you're a pioneer. It's a, it's a. Wow, no, it's a, just a balance. It's really it, like I, I'd li- I like the idea of that, and I'm jealous of people that have that. But also, I'm sure they look this way and they say I'd like to have what he has. So yeah, I, just, I guess you just there are sacrifices everyone has to make. I see you nodding throughout all of this, so tell me your side. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just an inevitability of, of the travel. I've had, I mean, I, th- I think the one thing, the one example that I think we've all experienced is that, you know, you're away too much from your home city. And perhaps, you know, as you, you said, you know, you've got your friends who live there that you've known from before everything. Before and, and you're there and, and, you know, you come back after an event and they're like, they message you on Facebook or something. It's like, oh, you know, 
I'm at this party. It's amazing. It's it's brilliant. I wish you were here. And you're like, well, I'm just on my PC in London. I could have been there. So you didn't oh, invite me. Yes. You know, and no, it's I've like, been there for sure. and it's, it's happened so much. And it's just because you're just, you're just not there with enough frequency to be a part of their life in, in the way that they would first think, oh, you know, you should come down because you're not, you're not, you're, you're never there. You're no, not there. You know what it is? Yes, Honestly, Dan, it's literally, they've invited you to the same kind of thing four times and you've never been there. Exactly. Yeah. And three out of those four times, you never replied because you were never, you weren't there and you were sad. You couldn't make it. And so yeah. come, roll around number five. They're just like, oh, Dan's probably not ready. He's not here. And I'm the same thing. I hate like the amount of cool things I get invited to. And it's definitely gone down. The frequency has gone down because of what I've just said. But I used to get invited to all these cool things. And every time I had to just go, no, sorry, I'm in blah, blah, blah. Or I leave the next day at 6 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And it, that sucks. And it sound, this just sounds like first world problems to anyone listening, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it is a very real, very real problem uh, of where we're at right now. I'm very envious of like the Overwatch guys. They've just been handed six months off. To, like to do all of that stuff they that's where that's where you want it to be isn't it and i do have to i'm afraid maybe a ddk podcast first take yeah. a bathroom break oh that, okay yeah, yeah we, can, yeah, can, we do? can do that dude we can do that okay okay i can pause it okay we're back alex <sighs> has relieved himself that was good there it is yeah that's good okay i i i'm honest i have no idea where we left off Okay, I'm so sorry for doing that to you. but That's um, completely fine. But to get us back on track, I can tell you that we were talking about... Ah, I remember now. Friends. Yes, Aha, friends. Friends and, and, and having oh, none of them. And, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The excitement of remembering get, you, what it was and then the extreme get, disappointment do, to realize that our sad experience Do you want to get depressing. deep, Dan? Let's get deep. Because I'm interested. You cast some G. Because otherwise, it's because then I don't want to go deep. I bloody love that series. I'm so sad it <laughs> yeah, stopped so soon. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and before Lots we do like SMG, but the um, okay, here's a question for you, and I'm just turning it on you. Nice. So, so, not to put a number on it, but just, do you feel like esports and pursuing a career in esports has made you lonely? So there's two answers to this. Okay, I'd like both. And one is 100% yes. <laughs> Okay. And two is why is there a second? It probably would have been that way anyway. Well, I mean, well, okay. So for me, because I moved around so much, it definitely lent me towards that sort of lifestyle. Um, I've, so I've, I've, I was fairly used to sort of a solitary existence. Um, but I, but I do think that as I gained independence, um, you know, and and you know, a job and a career and so on, and normally a sexy motherfucker. Normally that's when uh, you know things do actually you know you have the opportunity to, to fix all those things. And I, you know, one of the things I had to fix about myself actually, I went to great lengths. Uh, to do so was actually fixing myself socially because I was awful in particular with socializing with women obviously that's what everyone was you know when you're younger you are still pretty bad at it I'm going to <laughs> and uh, so I took extreme measures to do that you know when I was I went out and practiced you know as, sure. and I treated it like I was like you know I got really good at Quake so if we just apply the same principles I'm sure everything will be fine god you're such and, a nerd uh, I, I am a massive nerd I actually nerd. love it that's yeah. so cool and it bloody worked Wait, you because did it like nerds, a quest no it's raw man you treated it like a quest <laughs> yes, didn't you yeah like, okay yeah. your objective for this evening Dan is yes. to talk to seven different females if you, know, you get the number, I'll give you some bonus gold. Mate, that's actually <laughs> so on point. You have oh, no, no idea. Because it would be like, because it would start out, you know, as, as in Bournemouth or well, near Bournemouth, Bournemouth at the time. And I'd go into Bournemouth. It was the closest big town. And uh, I was with a friend who was also interested in, a, in also like developing, you know, better social skills because that's really what it was. And uh, so we said, and this is kind of cool. Like the idea that, 
any stranger is accessible. That's kind of a cool thing. And you know, the world's not scary and you, you know, you, you can just go and talk to someone and be nice and get a nice response back. That's, that always feels good, right? Whenever you have I those love, interactions. I love those kind of out of the blue yeah. social interactions. They are, they're some of the best conversations you have. They, absolutely. If I had you, one the other day. It was but so if you good. put yourself out there though, like I had, the, I had the same. I had so I had one the other day where I was with a, an Uber driver and I was kind of, you know, I was very quiet initially because he was quiet and it, you know, he didn't look like, and it sounds so stupid, but he didn't look like someone that I would have a common interest in or have a good conversation with. And, you know, just two minutes in, I just decided, you know, screw it. Let's see, let, let me at least put, at least try and have a conversation with this guy. And we ended up talking about like a pretty goddamn like discussion about life. We, it was like, it, it yeah. got to the point. I'll give you a snippet. You ready? Do it. Okay. I'm ready. It, I'm ready. I, I said, do you ever have those days where you feel like your life is a reality TV show? Like everything is just happening in, to the, to the, almost to the beat of like a, a script. Like it just feels like it can't be real. And, that happen- and it's good and bad versions of that. As in like sometimes it feels like you're in a Hollywood movie and like the music's climaxing and everything's just perfect. And the other side of it is it feels like you're in that, that tragedy and you're in that low point of the movie. And I said, and he, he said to me, would you take one for one? if you were going to like if you could guarantee you would have one for one because he felt like he had more good more good moment movie moments than bad ones ah, okay, and he asked okay. me and i asked him back would, would, he, would you kind of level them out he said no because i have more good ones <laughs> and he asked me the same question i was like hell yes i will take good and bad equally if i know i'm going to get say 10 bad moments that means i'm going to get 10 of those hollywood highs yeah 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 sorry I that's nice no, no that's very cool because that was with an uber driver for yeah, a 12 yeah. minute drive <laughs> That's no, that's that's great because you know one of the things about that is, and then this this is a separate point entirely. But I, I'm pretty um, like one of the things that I think is like the most important thing ever is ideas, of course. And one of the biggest problems with ideas is that most like one of the biggest problems is that people I feel is feel like they, they they don't prioritize being intellectually honest and and understanding like what that process is. So for example. Um, the practice of going and talking with with strangers or people that sure, are not you from your circles, yeah. it's you know you're actually breaking your echo chamber, and that's the problem is that we all tend to we we'll have our own biases cognitively and so on, and we all tend to we want to be validated by people that agree with us, and we want to follow like on Twitter you probably follow like most people you probably follow are people that have probably the same values as you and think the same way as you from the same industry as you, sure and. And the problem with that is that life is not so simple. And the issue is that to break the echo chamber, it requires a huge amount of work. And most, you know, most people don't really think about it that way or don't want to put the work in. But that's one of the great values you get at that conversation. You get this, this tidbit from that person. Who, you know, they, 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 might, they might have just tipped you towards some, some sure, avenue c- of thought that you otherwise would never have, have thought to broach. So. I couldn't agree more. I so and I think that I got my first real experience of that at university just because we seem to keep coming back there. But I think, you know, going from, you know, the same rough county, the same type of people. I went to like a, you know, a Church of England school and everyone's oh, did you the have, same kind of thing. Did you have loads of friends who are very incestuous? Okay, I'm, I'm assuming you're not meaning actually fucking their sister. You mean as in just friends? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Friends. Not actually incestuous. But I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah, just like a small circle of people who just say, we'll have sex with each other. And they're like... That, like that kind of thing because literally that, ex- you're describing my child my childhood <laughs> my <laughs> teenage years we, I, even now you know those friends oh, i moved man. in with yeah we were like we were a group of like only two drinks in i swear yeah we were like a group of 12 people 12 people and it was like literally six girls six guys it was awful 
Yeah. Uh, I never took part. I was, I was very proud of that. Good boy. Good boy. Probably yes. because I was also so she and after that point, <laughs> but you know, to, whatever. To finish my point, the, uh, <laughs> yes, no, I was in a, uh, yeah, very much in a bit. What I didn't realize was a, an echo chamber, circle jerk, whatever you want to call it. And when I went to university, it was like a slap in the face and in very much in a good way, which I'm sure you know all about Dan. But um, just like, just complete culture shock. I, I get put into halls, so immediately you're with like three people you have not did, like you've not chosen by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, I was yeah. put with like this mega Christian like <laughs> yeah. gangster who nice. I'm pretty sure was dealing <laughs> very odd. <laughs> yeah, and then like this super, sh- super shy guy who wouldn't make eye contact with me, and then like uh, I'm pretty sure someone I d- I never actually saw his face. He would just kind of go in and out of his room. Never met him. And these are the four people I live with. And so the conversations you have, the way you feel changes dramatically when you don't have that that's the security of your echo chamber. And I think those three years at university, I say this quite often, I don't know if I've said it in front of with a microphone in front of me, but I think those three years were so crucial to me finding out what my actual opinion were was and, and how how I stood, you know, on my own two feet. I think suddenly have breaking that bubble, popping that bubble is the best analogy I can come up with tremendously important for becoming who you actually are and it's and it's a really big problem with social media too because it's very so very accessible to have to, to be a part of uh, you know well basically to to experience tribalism um consistently and there's a big problem with that i mean we're getting we're getting to like a moving away from esports and then yeah we're well, what, what have we done How going towards happen? like a intellectual conversation because one of the the big issues with tribalism as well is that it's more about following the value is more about following uh, a general trend because of the security that it provides you um, in many respects whether that be you know your self-esteem or whether it be um, just just knowing that you belong to something you know for example you know a religion I or think people enjoy or, that, or I got, without argument I don't think anyone would any, people would be lying if they said they didn't mm. enjoy feeling a part of something and I, th- and it's, I think it's a, an evolutionary survivalist prerogative you know it's like it's we, we you know we stick together we band together to survive and if you're in a society that has a schism there's going to be turmoil and, and, and maybe violence and you don't want that it's not going to grow the society it's not going to be prosperous uh, for you so um, so, so that yeah, that's that's a, that's a really big issue. And, and but the problem is, is that if the value is in following people, and, and and the values are too superficial, then there's a really big issue. It's like my problem with identity politics. You know, it's like why should there be? Why, why is the value, you know, how somebody looks? What, you know, that's not that's not a value. I mean, that's you're just reducing someone as a, in so many different ways. Or why it's why an aesthetic? And and that's problematic because imagine you, you treating imagine someone treating you like that. Imagine someone reducing you to nothing but how you look. And, I mean, and we, we, we experience that, Dan. I, I mean, I, yeah. I personally do, for sure. Like, that's a thing. That's yeah. definitely a thing in our industry, albeit smaller by for ourselves, but our female colleagues absolutely get yeah. get put in that category. We, we, we experience it on a day-to-day basis, but I, 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 I've never really thought about it like that. As yet, I've always understood that, you know the way you present yourself is important but the only reason for that is because yeah that's of society's expectations of you unavoidable isn't it but i but i mean i'm not i i, I am not big enough to fight that mm. i will and i will feel better when i look good you do like, try though i like, mean i see what you're wearing on the camera man you're like, <laughs> it's like no but, but, but no sorry i mean it i mean it's yeah. like it yeah it feels good to look good but i don't know if that's just because of what we've been conditioned to to do or I you know you go back to cavemen I'm sure 
you know, look at birds that do their spread their feathers for a mate. I mean, come on, we've we've always been peacocking. We've always had that element to us. I think yeah. I think you maybe it's been exacerbated by social media, but I definitely think that as a, as humans, you know, oh, if I found a nice looking leopard skin and I I'm the only one that killed this leopard in the village i'm really going down a path here then i will wear that skin and you're going to be more interested in having sex with me like i'm come on i mean this we, we've always had nice. that i'm down yeah i've got a sexy leopard I, it's really cool now uh, like, you're all about leopards they're fast and stuff are you, you like leopards yep i'm i mean come on they run really fast then they take a really long break I, that's how i train in the gym that's why like, i'm just i, I what, i'm, high I'm not doing cardio intensity i just sprint and then i'm done um, but I have, I, have a, I have another kind of real question Are for you. Are you going to put us back on track? Because we've gone, we've gone like um, 17 different ways in five minutes. Well, okay. So it is, it is both. It's both. So do you feel as though social media is more of a source of unhappiness for you or more of a source for happiness for you? Bloody hell. You've just gone straight for the gut. Because <laughs> I, th- I have had a very much an inner dialogue and a dialogue with my girlfriend recently about that. She thinks I have a social media addiction, which is quite confronting when you first hear that. I think most people do. I think it's pretty natural. Yeah, no, but it's yeah, it's confronting to hear it because in in my mind, no, it's just something I use. It's part of my career. It's, it's part of the culture. Part of the culture. And I don't. Th- I mean, I think there is. Pl- look at this into this. I'm gonna literally sound like an addict. I'm. Exp- I'm already. Like, <laughs> yeah, but there's plenty of people worse than me. I can quit any time. No, but. <laughs> I do th- I do think that I I like I must have some sort of reliance not not a reliance on it because I can easily I I can I can put my phone away and I can enjoy a day absolutely fine but I would need I need constant stimulation that's separate from everything else but I think that's just because of the year we live in I need constant stimulation but, but, I, but what kind of stimulation not not I'm not that's not a not a no, dirty question yeah, but no, like, it's not at all I I think my I just I'm a very a- active person but it doesn't always have to be physically active as in I, I before technology before smartphones I was always that kid that was always doing something like you you catch me before bed and I'm, I'm already like I'm, I'm making something out of stupid bits of magazine I've ripped out or I'm leveling up my RuneScape character I'm doing there's always some absurd thing keeping my brain busy I was very bad at being still very bad and I still am to this to this day and I think that that's social media has only exacerbated that where when I when I have those quiet moments that would be forced to be quiet without a smartphone in my hand I can now fill it with information and distractions and endorphins or no excuse me dopamine is it dopamine yeah yeah, yeah, get, do, yeah it's yeah. dopamine right so yeah excuse me not endorphins but yeah like so right now I just I've just refreshed my twitter feed right here in front of me I can scroll down and it's people saying they liked what I said just relentlessly and then there's people commenting on what I said telling me they agreed with what I said or some of them Oh no, there's some angry Brazilian fans. Oh yeah, so some people didn't like what I said. But other than like, but you know what I mean? Like immediately, those those five minutes that would have been filled with internal thought and reflection and being quiet are filled instead with pats on the back and some hormones being released and engagement. I think that's what I'm addicted to is the engagement and the, the fact that I never have to be... <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, did I have to finish that sentence? Do it. Alone with my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, um, uh, it, sober. Well, I don't know if it's really sobering. It's interesting Good question, note though about about this. 
is one of the things is that you know we have this relationship with social media and sometimes it's it's difficult to forget that there is a business behind this and you know there was a great sam harris podcast about some of the what what they call it was the attention economy that we're living in these days in where every app is you know every, every app every website everything is is trying to find ways to keep your attention and and the longer you stay on a website longer you stay on an app engaging with it the you know the more that they win you know for the, the more their business is successful i've heard about this and yeah. so uh for example one of the one of the examples which was used i think it was um the title if anyone's interested is uh it's called what technology is doing to us and it's a sam harris podcast i think it's maybe jonathan Hyde. i want to say that he, he was uh interviewing but uh, one of the, the cool tidbits about Twitter was the guy was saying that um, the, they, they actually followed the models of how the reward systems work when we gamble and they implemented that into Twitter. So when you are you know, refreshing your notifications, they, they've, they followed like the pattern of how a fruit machine works. Because imagine, I mean, it could be that your notifications always just show in real time, right? But you have to constantly like click and then it will like wait and you click again and you see more and then you wait and you click again and so oh, they, they, they've saying. done it in a specific way to keep your attention and so it's interesting in the way that our psychology is often used against us and I mean not to make a point one way or the other but it's just interesting from like an awareness perspective because we we so much think about you know what it's doing like you know our relationship to it and how much we need it or you know we're, we're engaging with it but it's, it's it's interesting to think that it could be very different based on the fact that it is a result of all of these businesses deciding that they want to keep our attention. I think, I think it's just an interesting thought. It and, it's, and it's good to be aware as well that everything is curated. Well, not cura- that's not the word. Everything is for a reason in that sense, you know? I mean, I, I learned really uh, interesting, kind of in the same vein of that. It's just, you know, from social media, but to, to, to general web presence. I watched a fantastic video about dark spaces. Have you heard about these? No, please, please tell me. So dark spaces are, it's a tool used to manipulate a user in user design. Oh, yeah. And I fall for it all the bloody time. And it's so interesting. So basically, these the, I'll give you the, the TLDR is things that they want you to access are incredibly, I mean, this is obvious, are incredibly easy to find, right? They're in your face, they're where your, they're, they're, you know, on your phone, they're where your thumb rests, they're where your hand is, they're where your eyes are drawn to, simple. And when the things that they don't want you to find, for example, a great example that was used in this, in this kind of um, video essay was uh, you know, for Amazon. They used Amazon as an example. To delete your Amazon account, do you know, oh how, do you know how you do it? Tell me, tell me. It is, it's, in, it's like a 22-step process. Like you go to the, you scroll to the, not, not my account doesn't get you there. You have to go to like the bottom of the page. You go to help. You go to like contact an admin. Like boom, 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 boom. And oh then my God. No one wants to contact admins. But you don't have to. That's <laughs> what you, have to you have to click that button <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, there. Yeah. And it's this use of dark spaces. Something simple, you know, like on Twitter when you, um, you know, when you're searching for something, have you noticed there's a, there's a delay? Mm-hmm. I can yeah, probably show yeah, you right yeah, now. Yeah. But so like if I type in like, I don't know, I'm going to type in Dan. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so bloody I, annoying. Right, so, so annoying. That's deliberate. You know that, right? So that's I, the thing. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I type in Dan and, and uh, as your picture, when I when I, my thumb lowers towards Dan, it will then give you like, it will then give you the search results of some there you go, yeah, a, a yeah. news website instead. Bastards. And they're just farming clicks from us because of just the way our, our minds react to stimuli. Yeah, and the dark spaces thing is what like so you know when when you want you to click yes on a, like a would you like to sign up t- to our newsletter, yes will be a color that uh, we, our eyes are drawn to, 
and no will blend in with the background. And it seems really stupid, but when, when they throw examples in front of you, you will all still be clicking the, that beautiful yes. For example, in a mobile game, the, oh, this is so cool. In a mobile game, everything that was everything that was positive in the game was green. When you finish a game, it was like collect your reward, green. When it was start a new game, it was green. When it was, um, you know, other examples I can't think of right now, like, oh, new high score, green, 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 green. And then at one point, it, when you lose, it pops up saying, would you like to start again? Bright, like in very small text. This is just paying £1.50, green. And you've just spent probably six hours of gameplay pressing green. You're going to press green and you're on a Google Play screen. Yep. <laughs> it's just so crazy it's how our Pavlos, brains... Pavlos dog. It. Oh, yeah, we're Pavlos salivating dogs. at that bell, bro. We're salivating. It's, it's crazy, yeah. And it, it's, it works at every level. And it's interesting because... Um, Another reason I think some some of that stuff level uh, works is because we're actually sort of we're always in this sort of well not always but we're often in this state of where our guard is down we're sort of in a a, a trance like state a, hip, a hypnotic type state where we're not actually thinking sort of consciously. Do you not think having your guard up is exhausting? Well, that's the thing. It is, and that's 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 um, again why, for example, you know, it's it's well. So I think generally what I what, what I. I understand from observation is that everything in this universe right okay you've, bit, got, bit, you've bit gone a, wide here so that's a big big brush yeah. with tar all over it <laughs> <laughs> everything in this universe wow. um wow everything as sort of wants to revert to or, or you know to conserve energy like cons- the conservation of energy is like is like the prerogative of everything that exists really and um i think you know we are like that and it's part of our psychology so we're often going to be in a state where we're going to want to put, we're not going to want to, like, let's, let's say, I think that's a very valuable skill to be a skeptic, but it's also the most effort approach on everything. You can't be skeptical about 100% of things because if you do that, I don't mean skeptical as in like, oh, that's not true, but I mean skeptical as in, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to go research because maybe maybe I want to see whether the source is I'm or you know, this, this, and this. That. And so that's a really high effort approach, but it's also the most intellectually honest approach and the most engaging approach. And it costs energy. And again, if you want to be taking this from an evolutionary sense, we are not like we, our brains want us to to use as little energy as possible. We're super resistant to putting on like muscle because then we have to have like we have a high caloric demand. That means we need more food. Are you going to? I mean, in our bodies, they don't know that we're living in. Like um, that, we're sitting in a hotel right now, and that we can get, we can, if we want, we can eat thirty Twinkies. You know that our body thinks that we're in in the wild. You know, as far as it knows, it's just 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 it's just what you know. So it's well, yeah, we've created this environment around our bodies. I mean, there's nothing else. Yeah, like this whole this whole world doesn't exist to them. So it's it's so from that perspective, it's really interesting because it does mean, generally speaking, we're probably going to be in a state where you know it's like st- being a standby we're, we're often in standby and i think that's when we're most susceptible to you know to falling for these tricks and, and so on and so forth and i don't call them tricks per se i think that's a a negative way to look at it i think it's just it's just nature isn't it it's like yeah. a, any business is going to take advantage but other, but that again like taking advantage has a negative connotation it's, i don't it's, think taking advantage is fair i think i think being what, a business yes yeah but, but, but yeah but that's such a broad brush again first the universe now being a business um i think that make I, a profit Yes, a capitalism, right? Yeah, <laughs> so we are, as a society, we have created. Oh God, why are we? Sound, we why are we doing this? We're like fucking Joe Rogan Mate, it, podcast. It's, it's because it. Yeah, it's just, it's just me, isn't it? You've just, <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. No, it's cool. It's, I'm it's because it. it's because you're a good conversationalist. There we I'll go. take it. There, yeah, you there turned it around. Yeah. You, you've made there it flattering. Are. I'll take thank, it. Thank God. 
Yeah, you dodged that bullet. Okay. <laughs> um, no, no, and I thoroughly, fi- I, th- I think this this conversation is interesting, and I've completely lost my train of thought. Um, we were chugging along universe, and then he came back to business, capitalism. I said capitalism on a podcast. This is where I'm at right now. Beautiful. No, but the uh, the point I was trying to make was, we ha- we as a society. It's so very simple, right? As in like, you know, in, in, in America, as an example, follow the law, make money, make your family rich and, rich and comfortable, you, you can die a happy man, right? Like as in, that's the, the tale we're all told, right? And it's a good, I mean, it sounds great. It sounds like you've done everything right. But then there's all of those like weird boardroom meetings where you weren't necessarily comfortable, but you nodded your head anyway and... You still got those things at the end, but you don't necessarily have that conversation about what you, what you did to get that. Wait, are we talking about like being complicit to insider trading or something? Or what, what, what do we mean? No, the, the, the avenue <laughs> I was taking is, okay. is that pe- people are losing losing the the thought. You lose a couple of steps in pursuit of the dream, as in okay, you, lo- yes. you lose a lot of your independent thought in a, in a under corporate identity. So you're saying you're you're less engaged because you're too much on a, yes. a template of yeah. a path. As in, yeah, you you know that like you've got a good. Let's say you've got a good job. The good job is for a corporate entity. I'm sure there's a couple of things that you don't agree with. You're never gonna. You're not gonna raise your hand. So suddenly, immediately in your head, your opinion means less. Your opinion doesn't necessarily mean as much. And as that continues, you're still getting your money. You're still putting food on the table. So you're not gonna say anything. But you. You lose a lot of what you're talking about. You lose a lot of your independent thought. You lose a lot of your, you know, ability to be opinionated and to do, at least vocally. And I think that, I mean, we spend so much time sleeping and working. If you're not, you're definitely not giving your opinion while you're sleeping. If you're not doing it while you're working, when do you find, you know, find what your actual voice says and what your actual voice stance is? And I just think that that's, you know, we're victims of our environment in that sense. It's a, a very interesting idea, actually, because, and again, you're making the situation worse here, you know. Like, <laughs> so, um, no, it's, it's a very interesting idea because, uh, generally speaking, um, I think one of the biggest problems um, for most people is, and it's, it's, it is really being made worse in some respects to with the current culture, uh, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff. But um, so, so we all rationalize things. And that is, I think, one of the, the biggest problems because generally... As you're saying, if you're disengaged with what you're doing and you're, you're running on like default, you're running on uh, standby, then you're often going to be rationalizing stuff because you're going to be more dictated by your emotions and you want everything to be comfortable. So it's much easier to, to let that moral or principle slide because you're feeling like that it would require a lot of effort to, to hold a certain principle. And, and so, for example, if you are in that, that boardroom and you're thinking, well, I could keep doing this, it's a bit unethical, but you know, the alternative is leaving the job, finding a new career, doing this, that, and the other, and so I much mean, effort are, standing up and risking this, that, and the other. Yeah, and I and I completely get it, and I'm absolutely guilty of it. You know, there, there are times where, and, you know, small examples, when someone says something that I disagree with, and uh, they say it, like, a, as an absolute or as a truth, and something that I am opposed to, you know, it happens probably, I don't know, like, once, twice a month, maybe, I'll hear something, or I'll be a part of a conversation where I firmly disagree. And that's good. That's good. But sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I've had a long day. And I know that if I am to present my opinion here, I'm going to have to back it up. And I don't know if I'm in a mental place to, to be backing it up and yeah, to yeah, have yeah. this discussion. And, I, and I'll just say nothing. And sometimes it's easier to say nothing. But 
and I think that that's okay. And I also think that you know I wouldn't want anyone to to get the wrong idea here when, and think that you have to, like be true to yourself. Everything that isn't okay with you should be vocalized. And you have. I think it's pick your fights. I think would be my would be my takeaway from this conversation. And I think I definitely will a little more than I used to after this conversation. <laughs> but just like yeah, picking pick pick your fights absolutely, and just be be comfortable with the person that's going to bed every night as in like you know if you're going to bed feeling like you didn't you weren't true to yourself then I, i'd say that you're doing something wrong so th- so there's i'm gonna allow you to help me pick right now because there's there's two there's a fork at the road here right okay. so the fork is either we go back and we sort of bring it back into some esports stuff or we talk about philosophy because what you're talking about is philosophy yeah, ultimately so we're, so we're gonna <laughs> i've never been a, yeah i've never been mad on philosophy my cousin yeah. has got a master's in it and uh, he's a rapper now, so. Well, it's interesting because you don't have to have the masters to, uh, in philosophy or anything like that to, to because philosophy is, is just effectively like h- how you view reality, yeah. essentially, and and how that also reflects on on who you become, as a, as a you know a mirror effect as as how you re- view reality. So, so again, I'm get, I'm offering Esports the fork in the road. Philosophy. Yeah. So, and I think we've been going for about. How long have we been talking? About an hour and ten-ish, Oh, I my think, goodness. I, would say. I mean, I need another pee. I'm going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I also I'm, need I'm a pee. I'm chugging so. beers. Why don't we... Let, let's pee break. decide on the fork. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll finish off the fork after a pee break. Okay, that's good. Let's see All that. Right, peace. Okay, so we've made our decision. And I think we're both enjoying this conversation. And I think there's definitely follow-ups to be had. For sure. But for we've, sure. we've decided for the esports wrap-up. Yeah. And... Um, so if, uh, apologies we, also, to we also have an evening to have Dan. We, we absolutely do that is that is the main concern and, and once 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 we escape the bubble of the podcast which is very very involved it's actually interesting because we are surrounded by so many people uh, in this bar and yet you know I we feel like I'm a in a bubble intimate conversation. yeah it feels because yeah. we're wearing these like these uh we've got noise cancelling headphones yeah on, yeah active noise cancellation so basically like it's actually really surreal when we take the headphones off for our little pee break I suddenly am like oh yeah I've got a life to live we've got things to do yeah it, uh, call my girlfriends so, yeah but it's so strange i think I, I don't know what it is i think it's to do with the what the setup you have here dan with the microphones and you can very it's very there's a lot of clarity in my voice i can hear yeah, it all yeah. and it's, it's being played back to me in my headphones you just immediately like our, our eyes are locked and we just have a conversation and it's very it's good i think you should be it's proud of the setup awesome, you've nurtured it? here yeah anyway we were talking about esports so go on then. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's, let, let's round this out with a more on topic twist right okay so do you have any suggestions? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Because I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. let's 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 um. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you do a bit of hosting. Okay, but okay, I'll I'll jump in. So the, so the producers just said <laughs> Phil for twenty five minutes. Um, my question to you is uh, regarding just just esports, but more so perhaps Counter Strike. So you see what I'm doing here? Is so I don't actually have a question yet, but I'm I just realized yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. revealing a secret. I'm, you, I'm giving you a long question while I think of the actual ex- ab- question. Yes. Did yes. you hear that? Could you yeah, tell? I knew. I knew. Uh, okay. So, you know, but in world of esports, but, but more perhaps Counter-Strike, um, I think the question that a lot of people have uh, at the tip of their tongue, it's, <laughs> I mean, often controversial, but still. Um, no, I'm only messing around now. I don't know. The doctor said I was clear. doctor so, said you were clear. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, no, I think my real question would be, is just a bit of a follow-up on like the esports talent question because I get loads of messages all the time um, from people that are kind of graduating or looking for a new change 
And they messaged me saying, hey man, how do I get into esports? Or how do I become, do what you do? And I have no I fucking idea. And I, that's just not, that's, you know, getting rid of all the sugar coating. That is so honest and I love it. Because, listen, we all got here with a different, by a different route. Every single person that's currently working in esports, at least on camera, because I have most most kind of conversations with those, got here with a completely different path. There is not a course to do. There is not a person to talk to. There is not a company to sign on to. Every person I know got here completely differently. And Alex actually stole my job. So. And I stole your job. Yeah. <laughs> well, just just quick context. Many years ago, when I started working as... I only found this out a few days ago. Yeah. I started working at ESL. They were also talking to me. I just started to face it more or less as well. So, so I got your... I got Life could have been different. Yeah, yeah it could have been knows. different. It could have. Yeah. And I lived in Germany for two years. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. No, no. I, yeah. I mean, that was kind of done. I was just saying that, like, at the moment... I do it. At the moment, there isn't an answer to that question. And it agonizes me that I can't answer those questions with any more than a just give it your best shot. Because there isn't. And I can't help you. And I think people that say they can are lying to you. You know, you know, it's actually really interesting because I think I think there is. Um, so, so if we look if we look at life, there's like two ways you can do things. Um, the way that most things are set up, most things are set up with the belief that okay, you go to school, and you know you're told what to do. You come out and you're ready for society. You have some qualifications and you can choose to university. Go to university and you, you're more specialized. Then you go and find a job in that specialization because and that's just that's like a path that's just like set out in front of you and i mean you already said you, used, you already kind of used the word uh, capitalism actually before and in, in a sort of capitalist capitalist sense esports is is more the other side of the coin where in reality there is never a path even even if paths are laid clearly in front of you there generally is never a clear path to where you want to be um, and and it's very cheesy and and so on and so forth but it is generally more about the journey because you can never be sure of an outcome in any sense. And so all you can do is do what you love and be passionate about it and be engaged with it and look at ways you can do it differently. Or do you have something, do you have something to give? Do you have, because I, when I, when I f first started getting into it, I was like, I, I really like doing this and I believe I have some value that I can give that yeah. no one else is giving at the moment or I have a new take on something. And I think that's valuable and I find it fulfilling like immediately. And in the long term, I find this fulfilling. I'm just going to keep doing it. And I had no idea. Honestly, like when I started, I was making very, 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 very little money. Hey man, I was losing have, money doing what I was that. doing. Yeah, I, I lost all my, well, well, but yeah, I basically lost money doing it. And then eventually I got lucky that Counter-Strike became huge. Quake didn't become huge, but Counter-Strike became huge and I jumped on board and, and thank, thankfully the community uh, Love uh, you. Li liked me and, and supported me and I could keep doing what I wanted to do, but there's never a clear path. I just kept doing it because I was doing something and it, and it wasn't, this is the thing, like the value for me wasn't the end result. It was all the things I was discovering and learning about myself and the craft along the way. And that was, that was where the value was. So I think people often have it backwards. Part, the path is, the path walked is the path of your passion and it shouldn't be anything else. I couldn't agree more. And I think that, that sometimes, so here's the thing, and do do step in, Dan, if, I'm, if you've got something to add. Because in my opinion, if, you, if you're sending messages like that, how do I get into something? I don't know if you're truly trying. Now that probably uh, is, yes. quite that sounds quite confronting when you first hear it. 
but I never did, and that's not necessarily a good example. But I, I personally, from my personal stance, believe that if you were truly passionate about something and you had an interest in it, you'd be doing something like most all, most often than not, those messages include, "I don't know where to start." And I'm like, if you really, if you really want to do this, you should know where to start. It should be something. It should be something simple. Dude, there are people looking for freelance writers all the time. Go and write about your favorite game for 25 euros an article. Like, like it's it. Just look around, and I think if you truly, if this is something you want to get into, you would find something. And I'm not saying it's going to be bells and whistles and you know fireworks immediately. I was I was cleaning the ESL UK studio. That's how I got into this. I was helping to clean and build the, <laughs> the, the first studio I, I in went, Milan. Yeah, I went to the comic. Yeah. I went to I went to MCM Comic Con in London, and I built stages, and I wore a bloody Timo hat and threw away <laughs> League of Legends stress balls into the crowd. That was my job, and I wasn't getting paid, you know, fantastically. I was at university at the time, but it's. It's all about these, you know, you meet people and you have conversations when you're there. And good God, if you want to do it, just like, okay, admittedly, there'll be, uh, there'll be barriers that, that others will reach because of where they live or, where, or how they are or what age, how old they are, whatever it may be. But just, you'll find something that, that's a close fit. And I'm not going to be able to tell you what that is. That has to be something that you find out yourself. And you have to, you know you better than anyone else. And I, I, I guess that sounds kind of aggressive and I'm not trying to sound aggressive. I'm just trying to sound realistic. But it's you, it's what you, you want to say to people who come up to you and you can't say it. Basically. I can't say and, it. And, and it happens to me too. Every, uh, so, so often I've been asked the same question. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And I, and I, just, want, I, I just want to make it really, really clear that if there's something that you truly believe you're destined for, then just try. Don't look for a quick fix. Don't look for an answer. It's the same, you know, when a fat person says like, is, is Googling like, lose weight fast. How? You know, like it's, it, you, you know how to do it, you know less calories in than calories out or whatever vice versa no, you know? that's no one wants to believe that right that's it's, that's it's the simple, crazy it's simple thing as yeah. burn more calories than you've eaten like it's simple as that and you burn like 2000 just, calories a day just, just by eat, existing or just eat less eat, <laughs> just to eat stop, less just work to eat out less, yeah. more like it yeah. can be answered in four or five words and i think that a lot of people in a lot of facets of life look for the quick fix and i don't think there is one in this and i don't think there is one in many things i i completely agree i think it's um the thing is, I don't even want to say it's a problem with this out the other. He goes, "Oh, it's a problem with the culture and people." The thing is, but I just want to. I mean, I I disagree because I I oh that's almost sounds like I said I disagree, but I just agree. Just agree. I just agree because the the problem is that everybody is. It's it's almost a, an interesting look into our minds. I mean, I had a long conversation with Anders about this the other day um, when we were talking about. Um, I think we were talking about meditation. And um, he, he was saying, you know, how interesting it was when he was out in the wilderness, you know, in the forest or something. He has like this heightened sense, you know, more connected. Oh, to, yeah, I caught the tail end is. of that conversation. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, you know, that mindfulness is about being in the present and enjoying the experience of being in the present. And I think we are obsessed with, you know, where, like thinking into the future, the abstractions. We're obsessed with, you know, where does this lead me? You know, what, what do I get from this? You know, where I need to have a career. I need to have money in the future. I need to have all these things in the future. I, and I need to, when I, when I when I sign up to do a law degree or a law course or something, then I'm going to be a lawyer. You know, like that's like we're all, we're all thinking in like these predefined conceptions of things that are in the future that don't really exist, as opposed to just acting on what what we are and what we like now. 
we just became philosophical again we did it yeah we did everything i mean that's that's the risk man you came on the podcast this is what's gonna happen this this is these are the same conversations me and dan have over his skinny spicy margs just now there's a microphone here yeah but just oh damn it this is a good conversation um do you know what i will take one more that would be great no way what's what's your name by the way look you can be on the podcast amber say hello hello hi everybody I'm from Florida. We have a f- Amber from Florida on the podcast. Um, what, what is someone from Florida called? It's like a Floridian. A Floridian? What, what's an, someone from Florida called? A Floridian. Oh, yeah, you had I it right. nailed it. You had, nice. it. You, you had it right on. Yeah, Sunshine State. <laughs> you have got a radio voice. She, she says a radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, um, sidetracked. Okay, I'll take the other alternative you offered me. Legend, thank you. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I am. Yeah, this skinny spicy mug, man. It has punches. It yeah, punches a it's kick. It it's kicks horrible. a punch. That's why punches and kicks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a punch to the kick. No, but I, could you just remind me where we were? Because I want. I had a point, and I promise it was going to be quick. As we were talking about philosophy, and philosophy, so meditation, meditation. Um, oh, that's right. I can't. I can't keep still. Uh, oh, living in the now. Yeah. So j- just the, the the interesting thing that jumped off from me from that was that if we're always looking forwards, and it sounds so cliche, and I'm going to say it anyway. Is if if we are always looking forwards, then are we ever living? Like if we're ev- always if we're living, thinking about what we're going to do, are we ever living? Because I this is a bit of an epiphany for me because I'm pretty sure I do that. I'm always thinking about like what event is next or what I have to do tomorrow. Like as small as tomorrow, it's still looking forward, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I we're having a moment right now. This is yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know how often I do that where I actually just yeah. kind of enjoy where I am, what I'm doing, what who I'm with. I mean, occasionally, some evenings, yesterday, as an, e- as an example, we had a good time with the guys. And I think that, that it does just pause everything else. But it's hard to get there. I reckon, yeah. I, reckon I need to get yeah. better at that. That's good. That'll be my mission from this conversation. Yes. Yeah, so, I, yeah I, I tried to force myself. I had some uh, revelations myself when I would go to the gym. I was like, oh, you know, I really enjoyed doing the sauna and stuff. And then eventually I realized that oh, it's a good opportunity to practice some meditation. You know, I'm just, I'm sat in this this room and I'd always find that I would want to be like, I would be stressed just sitting there. I'm like, I could be doing this, I could be doing that. I could, why am I sitting here? I could, I, need, I should go over there. I'm just, I'm just sitting here with my own thoughts. Just, you know, as you said earlier, like, I'm here with my own thoughts. It is almost as though I'm afraid of my own thoughts. But then eventually what happens if you just force yourself to be in there for enough time, because again, you know, if you, if you want to need the benefits of being in the sauna, then you need to be in there for at least like probably 10, 15 minutes. Eventually you just give up, you give into it and you're like, I'm just here and you mm. accept it. You accept yeah. it, you go past the resistance and then all of a sudden you, st- every, you, know, you start to just be relaxed. All the things that were stressing you just sort of seem less important and you, you don't think about them anymore and you're sort of in your body. And you just, you just enjoy existence. I it's, tried, it's really I strange. I tried that Headspace app. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, it's not for me, man. I just wanted to punch the guy. He's <laughs> got a nice, friendly northern accent. It's, yeah, I just it's, want a headbutt It's him. endearing. He sounds so irritating. So patronizing. <laughs> oh, it's okay to be scared. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a good um, extra uh, bit to add to what you said about um, looking forward. And, and this is um, really interesting because, because we're always in this space, and, and similarly, you know, because we're always thinking, oh, no, it's not that I'm on the journey to become a commentator and so on and so forth or, or talent, whatever it is. It's, it's, um, it's I want to be a commentator. What you're doing is you're effectively skipping from where you are now to the end and you, you don't see, like you're not allowing your mind to see all the little bits 
that are there in, in the in the between. Because which I'm is oh, I got a bit better at speaking. My my addiction got a bit better, or my elocution and this, that, and the other. Like you see, you know, suddenly it's, it's like you're just curious about the craft. It's like oh, I'm, I'm getting better at this, this, and this. And th- those are so many. Well, there's those are the wins. That's where the passion is. That's but where the fun the is. Thing. There are people now in the industry, and I think for this is the first generation, not us, but the one coming. You know, the likes of, you know, I think Harry and is a good yeah, example yeah, of yeah. that where he's just someone that wanted to be a commentator because he saw it and he started casting and he started casting and then you know I think I, I don't know his first step and I'd be interested to ask him but I imagine it was something as simple as ESL UK hey look at me I'd like to have a go and he does it and he does it well and gets a reputation etc 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 I don't think th- that breed exists out for us and this is the first generation of people that see what we do and decide to try and do it and I may you know maybe my my comments earlier would be would be misplaced for this next generation who are probably emailing me because you can perhaps do what previously was impossible and skip what you're doing what you're talking about there where it is the you know there's a lot of steps to becoming a commentator for some now maybe it's a different route and that we don't know about and i think perhaps we just have to accept that that will be something that's inaccessible to us other than talking to them ourselves it's uh isn't that weird for it's, you it's the beauty it's the beauty of what we do it's changing all the time it's unpredictable and in that sense it's also somewhat of a cruel mistress but one that also is ever fascinating and i think that's a great note to end on so thank you very much alex we have to do this again this is really cool what did we talk about i, have I no don't idea. even know but it was fantastic <laughs> no. and i enjoyed it i'm never gonna listen to this <laughs> i'm never ever going to listen to this i was thinking there's a few times in the conversation i'm like we should what is the, what is the title of this podcast? <laughs> so like, what do I when I make the tweet? What do I write? Well, how do I get people in? Okay, so we talked, we talked about <laughs> Fortnite and it started off so innocently. And yeah, okay, good luck. I, I'm very intrigued to yeah. see what the title is of this thing. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. But anyway, <laughs> thanks, Peace. Alex.